0: Welcome to the Talking 306 Podcast, an original Saskatchewan podcast hosted by me, Dale Richardson. On this episode of the Talking 306 Podcast, a special Friday episode, my guest is Kirk Morrison. Kirk Morrison is the president and CEO of Krugo. Krugo, which is spelled K-R-U-G-O, is a trip building app which is available now in the App Store on your iPhone. So, what is Krugo? Well, Kirk talks to me about it, but essentially, Krugo is a trip-building app where you can choose to go to a bunch of to a bunch of different cities or go to different events uh, with your friends, with your family, and Krugo will tell you what else is going on in that city. Uh, at that same time. So, for instance, if I want to go to Los Angeles uh, next week, let's say November 5th to the 10th, um, I put in Los Angeles, I put in those dates, and it will tell me tell me the different uh, the different events that are going on during that time. So, there might be a Lakers game, there might be a Los Angeles Kings game, there might be a a Beyonce concert or a Drake concert. Or a traveling production of Hamilton, and you can buy tickets to all of those events, or you know some of those events that that you may want to go to, and you can also book book a hotel uh, directly on that app. You can buy the tickets directly on that app. You can choose the dates and the teams that you want to go and see go and see play. The best part of all is you can add friends, your family, or your crew, uh, you can add them into this trip and build the trip around and and with your friends. It is such a great idea. Uh, I know that probably many people have thought of this, um, you know, where you can go to one place and book a, you know, a major trip like that with a bunch of different events instead of going to one website to book your hotel and another to buy the tickets and another to uh, to to book your um, you know to book your airfare. It's such a great idea. i've I've used the beta version. I will be using um, you know the official app now that it is in the app store. Kirk and I sat down just earlier today. Again, this is going up on on Friday, November second. We had a great conversation about Krugo. We had a good conversation about, about the tech sector um, in Saskatchewan right now. And of course, as always, we, we talked about, about his life and, um, and his journey to, uh, uh, to where he is right now. My name is Dale Richardson. I'm the host of the Talking 306 podcast. And this is my conversation with Kirk Morrison. right on. Okay. Kirk Morrison, thanks uh thanks for doing this. We had a we just had a little chat before we got going here and and uh and I'm excited to do this. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um typically with this, I usually talk we we talk about about your story, but why don't we get right into into Krugo, Sure. Uh and then and then we can talk a little bit more about you and and where you're from and and other things that you've done. So, Krugo, um, when this is being released, we hope that it will be live in the in the app store.
1: Yeah, any any app. It could be could be while we're in here, it might be going okay, live. Okay, yeah. good.
0: So talk talk a bit about Krugo, and uh, and just basically what it is.
1: Yeah, so basically, Krugo is a is a travel app that's designed to make it easier for groups of people to travel together. So if you think of any problem that you've ever had, uh, you know whether that's with your family or friends, any group of people trying to to plan travel and to travel together, uh, that's what Krugo's for. It's a complete uh, group travel app. So uh, with Krugo, you're able to put in your favorite teams, your favorite artists, cities you'd like to visit, and we actually build travel itineraries for you based on those things. And once you have found something or created something, we make it really easy for you to share. Share those ideas with your friends, you know, uh, purchase event tickets, uh, book accommodations, save your travel details. And one of the most important pieces is splitting up all the payments because that's always a big pain point uh, with group oh, travel that. is uh, kind of keeping score on who's paying for what. Yeah. Just so y- you can spend more time, you know, enjoying your trip rather than trying to keep score on payments. We'll take care of that piece for you. Yeah.
0: So, so I've, I've tried the beta version of it. I, I haven't like fully booked any trips but i've tapped through it then i didn't know that you could split the cost of the trip yeah which is which is exceptional that that piece is actually
1: uh wasn't wasn't involved in the beta so that's just kind of being rolled okay. out as part of the real deal so we, we had kind of a limited functionality out there for anyone who actually did um, kind of participate in the beta test a lot of it was uh, kind of you know more for more for us on the back end than it was the actual user experience we definitely appreciated anyone who tried it out but um, definitely looking forward to what's to come for the for the real deal yeah
0: yeah no that's great so that so uh, why why is it called krugo
1: uh, you know what? Like that was, you spend some of those, you look back and you say, well, we spent a lot of time on something that maybe didn't mean all that much. But, and uh, you know, the name was one of those we went around and around and around and around. Um, really, what it came down to was from a legal perspective, basically, any name you can think of is taken, it's trademarked by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in a really kind of competitive space like the travel space, we wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, kind of stepping on anyone's toes or that we would have to revisit a name later. So, we were kind of just looking for some obscure name. You, you think of brands like Swiffer, and and mm-hmm. you know why did they call it Google? And you know could we find something like that where it's just you know it sounds good, it's memorable, um, kind of kind of fits. And we were really just kind of toying around with all these random sounds and words. And can we create something? And then we kind of uh, you know we stumbled on Krugo. And then we kind of toyed around with that. And then it, it just seemed really fitting. Uh, and and our, our our tagline is, where will your crew go? Yeah. So, yeah, um, exactly. you know, and that's yeah. sometimes, it, that's kind of like a little nugget. Sometimes people pick up on that right away. And yeah. then I've definitely yeah. had, like, you know, friends or family who come back to me after a couple weeks and they say, I get it now. I didn't yeah. get it before, but I get it now.
0: Well, I think I saw maybe on your, on Instagram or I, I saw somewhere you guys had used that line like where will your crew going K R U G O That's right Yeah it, Yeah I think it's I think it's a great I Yeah think it's a That's great so That's
1: definitely going to be kind of our tagline at launch and it really kind of helps people make that connection um, yeah. right then and there and then from there usually it's it's something that people don't forget especially when they've heard it in the context of the tagline So it's yeah, yeah. it's fascinating to think about some of that stuff from like
0: a marketing perspective For sure So So Where did Where did this come from Like I and I mean, I've got that question, but, but I, I do need to say that I feel like there's probably a lot of people who have thought about doing something like this, because a couple months ago at my old job, I was, I was working away and then I, like, I kind of had this idea that, you know, how annoying is it to, you know, like I wanna go on a sports trip with my dad I want to take him somewhere. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Right. But, you know, trying to figure out what city to go to and what sports games to go to. And, oh, I got to use all these different tabs to, you know, book online and book a hotel or, or an Airbnb or flights, tickets. I feel like a lot of people have had some, like, had that idea. Right. But you guys were obviously able to, I mean, to actually do it. So so where, where did this idea come from? And... Yeah. um yeah, just maybe talk about that. For yeah, a
1: minute. I guess you know there's kind of a, a, a personal connection for me, and 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 really why kind of this concept was important to me, and it goes back a couple of years. It's kind of an interesting story. And in, in 2011, um, I actually had a, a very interesting uh, Twitter story. So I signed up for Twitter in 2008, much much before it was kind of widely adopted, yeah. and I had the Twitter yeah that was handle. early. Yeah. I had the uh, Twitter handle. At Kirk Morrison, um, there's a, 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 a retired linebacker now in the NFL, also named Kirk Morrison, and he was an early adopter for Twitter, and he had three or four hundred thousand followers. But I had the handle, so he was Kirk Morrison fifty eight at mm. the time, uh, and he was he was, played with the Raiders, and then he was with Carolina, and then ultimately Buffalo. Um, but his publicist got in touch with me because he was running into issues where people every Sunday I would get a stack of messages, people tweeting, you know, to him, but it was actually coming to me because I yeah. had the handle. Uh, So his publicist was in touch, and he was interested in getting it. And she asked, would you be willing to trade your Twitter handle for some signed NFL merchandise? And, uh, you know, I was was just like, wow, what an interesting scenario this is. But I I just kind of went back right away, and I said, you know, merch would be great but i've never been to an nfl game myself i'd love to come to a game yeah and she turned around right away she talked to kirk and she said yep like absolutely we'll hook up a trip um you come down and see an nfl game meet kirk uh if you're willing to trade and i said yep like here you go here of are course, the keys like of course oh. yeah. so uh you know i changed my twitter handle he took it um and then ultimately my brother and i got to go on a trip he signed in buffalo um so that's where we went um and you know, we, we had flights to Toronto, a limo from Toronto down to Buffalo. We stayed at how the long is that drive? Like, it, it's it, about it's, a two hour drive, okay? So it's not yeah. bad, yeah. So, and in a limo, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good, yeah, it helps a little bit. So, uh, yeah, and we got to stay at the team hotel where the Jets were staying. Um, yeah. we did a Sabres game. And you know, Buffalo Perfect. again, Buffalo is maybe not one of those places that you think of as a you know, a, a travel destination, no. but for sports, I mean, they're really passionate sports fans yeah. there, yeah, um.
0: They and they Buffalo has had struggles like they're not a, like a, in terms of success not a great city n- n- not not particularly no, no. but no.
1: Uh, but the fans are there none, nonetheless so um yeah we got to you know a pretty incredible experience we got to go on the field we got to uh we got to meet yeah. some uh meet some players uh eat with the team after the game um so really, oh, really? just kind of okay. this really exclusive we actually we stumbled upon a tailgate that was Jim Kelly's personal tailgate party um, wow. so all these players from the 90s back when they you know yeah. they weren't struggling yeah. and uh so really kind of this surreal experience um and I was I was Thurman t- Thomas people like Thurman that. Thomas yeah we got a picture of Thurman Thomas he was at that tailgate he, he was at the tailgate as well yeah wow. so it was you know it was quite incredible I was I was twenty at the time, so you know, I yeah. was pretty this was a pretty new experience for me as it would be for a lot of people and, and uh kind of from that moment on really cemented my interest in in traveling and to to go to large events and a huge blue jays fan so i always do lots of trips out to toronto yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um you know anytime i'm traveling i've always kind of got my eye open to like what else is going on if i have to be somewhere for work or if i have you know i'm going on a, a family vacation what can we do is there you know sports is there concerts all that type of stuff yeah so that was really kind of my early Kind of intro to that, and then in subsequent years, I just kind of had that bug, and I was always uh, ended up going out to Toronto when they made the playoffs in in fourteen and fifteen, and um, yeah, the baseball, you know, yeah, and, exactly, and the jays. Uh, yeah. So I, but I had that problem. I said, you know, I was always on the lookout for these things, but I was we. Could, uh, with Krugo we've kind of coined it as 10 tab trip planning because you got a tab open mm-hmm. on your computer for some schedules you're looking at the MBA schedule the MLB schedule the concert schedules you've got you're looking yeah. for hotels you're yeah. looking for flights there's a lot kind of going on and it's infinitely more complex when you're dealing with several people and several people's schedules and preferences in terms of what they want to do when they travel yeah. so yeah. that was kind of the you know the thought for me was there's got to like you there's got to be kind of a better way to do this and mm-hmm. that's kind of where the concept was was born and um, ended up kind of running with it.
0: So then, then how did you take take the idea? Because um, you said before we started here that that you had been thinking about this for a yeah, couple two and a half years now, right? Yeah. So how did how did you guys actually take take the idea, an idea that you know, like I said, I think a lot of people, just like any idea, people have probably thought about it to actually take it into a real into a real thing, and and building your—I hate to say this—but your crew, yeah, your you ex- know exactly the team yeah. that you work with to to build it.
1: Yeah, so you know, I'm not I'm not technical in any kind of real stretch of the imagination. So I started kind of where my skill set was and I, I started to think about what would this look like from a business perspective and you know, did some business planning and started to speak to some people who I thought might have some insights and kinda of as I got down the path I, I realized that I you know, I think there is a there is a business here and there is a way to kind of bring this product to market. Um, what was a gap for me was obviously the you know, the technical capacity to kind of to kind of do that. So um, very early on, like in the process is when I got connected with Andrew, um, who's, who's kind of, was our first kind of technical lead, our CTO. um, And he, you know, had a lot of faith in the idea. He kind of, Bought into it, uh, and he's he's. We've been working together. Where at did it.
0: where did he come from before? Uh, so this? he was
1: with uh, we. I guess we first met in university. So he's mm. got a business degree, uh, which I do, and then he also has a computer science degree from the University of Regina. And then he was over at IQ Metrics, oh, yeah, um, okay. working for on the iOS team at IQ Metrics. So, um, kind of he and I started working on it as as like kind of a project. And as we got down the path, that's when we were able to kind of round out the team with uh, with. Connor and Kale and Lindsay, who are our other uh, kind of teammates
0: at this point in time. You're like a starting five basketball. That's team. right, the starting five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so one of the one of the biggest parts of, of of the Krugo app is being able to actually build the trips that you that people want to go on. And so you guys to do that, a pretty uh, critical part was to actually. Have people be able to buy tickets on the app and and book accommodations. So so you guys signed some pretty big partnerships to be able to do things like that, right?
1: Yeah, so that was a big piece for us early on as we knew that. You know, we weren't going to be building the world's next accommodation site. There's there's lots yeah. out there. It's a very competitive um, spot, but we 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 knew that we had a lot to offer in terms of what our platform would actually enable people to do. Um, so we went out and, and sought to find partners in the travel space and in the ticketing space in particular. Uh, so we've partnered with Vivid Seats on the on the ticket side and then yeah. uh, Booking.com on the accommodation side. So um, you know, two fabulous partners. Uh, you know, very well established companies Um, and and, you know with booking.com it's the largest accommodation site in the world Um, so 1.9 million properties are available uh, in the app and and uh, over a hundred thousand events as well so
0: so so when you met with with those two companies um, were they was it I mean obviously they they liked your product they liked the idea so like just how did how did those meetings go I guess
1: you know anytime Getting to the meeting was definitely the difficult part. It's once we were there and able to kind of explain yeah. where what we had been doing and where we were going with it. Uh, they were kind of pretty receptive to the idea. Um, but large companies, they they have lots of different people looking to work with them. They have lots of opportunity. Um, so that was really the difficult part is how do we even get in the front door to be able to kind of explain what we're doing. Um, so we actually ended up, um, sending physical packages to their offices, uh, with information about what we were doing. Um, I think we found that just, just
0: cause so many, so many, uh, yeah, and online this, e- this like emails aid, right? and, it's, and it's, things go through their mailbox that, Oh, here's another person that, that wants to, to be a partner with us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay.
1: With, you know, with LinkedIn and with the email now, uh, you yeah. know, everyone gets bombarded with requests. Um, but more and more, it's it's getting kind of rare that you actually receive a physical package to your office. So we That's thought true. maybe you know our app is high tech, but maybe to get going, get in the door with them, we need to go low tech. And so we actually yeah we put together kind of a promo package and, and you know figured out whose desk it needed to land on and sent off sent off a couple and it ended up working for us. So. Interesting. If
0: uh, if I ever have to uh, pitch. Pitch a big client on something. I will. I will send a handwritten yeah. letter. <laughs> everybody.
1: Everybody likes opening a package. So. Yeah.
0: So, so do you guys get a percentage back from 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 Booking. and Vivid Seats on the, just like based on the people that buy tickets or yeah absolutely. so book. we're
1: a, so we're we're a marketing partner for them so um, right. we help drive traffic to to their platform so if you're purchasing tickets or you're purchasing accommodations um, using Krugo it's going to be the exact same as you would um, if you were kind of out on the internet purchasing it anywhere else um, but that is kind of how we're able to grow the platform is the more people that are uh, that are using Krugo to access those products um, generates some revenue for us which then we, we put back into
0: development Right. How did you guys get um get funding to to get started with it? I'm I'm assuming like I know that you you and your partners w- really did a lot of the groundwork to get started uh, with the idea, but then at a certain point you obviously needed needed funding to to make it make it a real deal. So,
1: yeah. So we, like you said, kind of we, it was very much a boot, bootstrapped operation where everyone was working their, you know, their kind of jobs and then they were doing the, the five to nine kind of at home, the weekend work to kind of get everything up to speed. But we were fortunate to be able to access um, some grant funding from the Canadian federal government through a program called uh, IRAP, the Industrial Research Assistance Program. So oh, it's, uh, it's an arm of uh, the National Research Council and it's, uh, the funding is intended to help Canadian companies Companies innovate, um, yeah. and and the the goal of the program is job creation. So, uh, we were able to kind of outline what we were looking to do, and, and based on some of the partnerships that we had in place, they kind of saw the business case, and they were uh, they were able to provide us some grant funding, which really helped us get going. And that's. Um, you know we we've obviously as as founders, we've invested ourselves um, yeah. we've been fortunate to to be able to access some of that grant funding uh, and that's actually got us to this point um, to be able to to kind of launch and and now we we're looking at equity investment um, basically to fund the next chapter, which is marketing um, kind of expanding the product, making it better, adding new features but but generally marketing yeah
0: so so what is the next chapter for you guys so so you've got it launched. Krugo is... Now a thing that people can use.
1: Yeah, uh, so we're launched for uh, for Apple, so we're yeah. uh, so any iPhone users are able to access. it. We've still got some work underway to get the Android platform up and going. So, yeah. uh, hoping that within the next couple of months that'll be live as well, and that's across cross platform So those two div- uh, different apps will be able to speak to each other, and which is which is critical, right? When you're talking about a group of friends, some who might have Androids and some might who have iPhones. So, right. Um, but yeah, that's the next chapter is just to kind of get out and tell our story a little bit, and um, you know we're hoping that there's a lot of people like you who maybe yeah. have encountered this type of problem or could benefit from this type of app um, and, and get out there and tell them about it
0: I feel like it's like it's gonna do very well Kirk I mean if it it, it strikes me as something that if if you were watching Sunday Night Football and there was a TV ad for <laughs> it I think everyone would go oh, oh my god th- this is what I have been looking for for years yeah Absolutely. That might be setting the bar very high yeah, for you guys. If, so I got to be
1: careful. <laughs> you know, like if we can get some some Sunday night football commercials, I'm that, all in for yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, last question about Krugo. Um, any concern that people might see it and see that it's, it seems to be very heavily sports focused, like sports trip stuff. Um, my girlfriend, she doesn't particularly love sports. A lot of women do. Right. Um, but let's say that she and some of her pals want to, want to go on a trip, but they might think, Oh no, Kruger is just, it's just to build sports trips
1: absolutely and that's you know i think that's something that's really important we've talked a lot about that from a marketing perspective that you know we really want to kind of combat that 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 really isn't the intent for the app that it is just a sports trip so with with our events inventory we've got music festivals we've got theater we've got comedy shows so we do really have a yeah. wide array kind of of events to to kind of meet the interests and the preferences of all sorts of users. Um, So really we, you know, we want to communicate that this is, this is a, an app for, for groups of people, um, regardless of what your interests are Um, and, and be that, you know, a, a camping trip that you're planning or everything to go into the Super Bowl. Uh, you you know, can book a
0: camping trip with it.
1: So we, we we're building in functionality where you can actually. It won't be there at launch, but over the kind of the coming weeks or month, there will be the ability to add custom events. So you can actually create your own itinerary. So uh, anytime you need to to plan something with a group of people, um, you can use the app to do that. Uh, regardless of whether they're ticketed events or whether you need kind of accommodations or not, um, yeah. the app kind of functions to help you plan those things.
0: Great. No, that's. It's very cool. So let's talk a little bit about um, tech. Um, you guys are in you're based in Regina. Yep. Saskatoon has had a particularly uh, large growth in the in the tech sector. Um how come how come you guys decided to be based out of Regina as opposed to like a Waterloo? Mm-hmm. Which is where Canada's, you know, that's that's the hub of the Canada's tech, hub, tech yeah. sector, um, or, or or even Saskatoon, which in the last couple of years has has become really big. Um, you know, I think okay, you guys are all from here. We're all we're all I'm, from, I'm from here. here yes, yeah, so yeah. we were
1: all kind of prior to this. We were all kind of living and working in Regina, um, and I think you know. Certainly there's there's been a lot of kind of high-profile success stories in Saskatoon and there's been um, We are part of the co labs, uh, right? Uh, tech incubator program in Saskatoon, which has been yes, you know fabulous for us And you know not that necessarily we were able to work at the space every day um, being here But being part of that network and some of the programming mm-hmm. that they're advancing um, We were able to attend uh, an event in Montreal this summer called startup fest, um, right. That was basically um, yeah. <coughs> coordinated by by co so had you know great opportunity being part of that community even though albeit that we're a little bit remote um but i think you know what's going on in regina definitely shouldn't kind of be be downplayed in our mind i think there's really this kind of burgeoning sense of kind of entrepreneurialism in regina right now and the vibes have really kind of changed over the last you know certainly in the last year but last couple years even um and there's there is uh, you know, as we found, and we, we you know trying to get connected more and more with the tech community. um, you know there's some some more established tech companies in the city here, um whether you look at uh, like IQ Metrics or, or certainly Gas Buddy, um, right. you know a number yeah. of kind of yeah. more established companies, um, ones that have kind of been doing their thing for a little while. Uh, or you look at some of the n- the newer things. If you look at um, at Dot uh, Seedmaster and their Dot yes. technology with yes. the autonomous, uh, you know tractors and, and the tractor, y- yeah. 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 So yeah. you know there is some really kind of cool stuff going on kind of across the province, and I do think that this you know this provincial tech community is really starting to grow. So yeah. you know whether it be Saskatoon or Regina um you know we see you know we see it kind of happening all over um and then certainly now um, we're part of the uh the connexus uh business incubator that's just kind of getting going right now they've been piloting some programs and um more news will be coming out on on their programming and and what they're doing with that over the next little while here but we've been fortunate to kind of be part of that community and they're they're really kind of trying to drive out some high level supports and and really kind of get people going and get new new businesses going in Regina so. yeah
0: yeah when when people think of uh, tech uh, technology companies in Canada they probably don't think of Saskatchewan but but, but you're exactly right in the, in the last year for sure and probably the last couple of years there's been this tremendous growth and interest in doing tech stuff in in the province, and yeah. and I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, and
1: and we feel like we, you know, we've had great support, um, you know, from all sorts of different different groups, whether that be, you know, economic development Regina doing a lot of work on the entrepreneurial side, or uh, Innovation Saskatchewan uh, and the government of Saskatchewan launching the new uh, startup tax credit incentive. So really, um, you yeah. know, making some early strides to say how can we um, avail more capital to some of these businesses that are trying to get going in the province. So, um, you know, I think we're really at an exciting time. For the technology industry uh, in saskatchewan
0: what's what's the barrier to to growing the the technology sector further in this province is it just the the human capital the amount of people that have the skills to do the work because I know that that some not not necessarily tech companies have moved to let's say a Vancouver because you know and th- that were previously um in Regina and they they moved to Vancouver simply because they just there wasn't the talent the talent pool was just not here anymore where mm-hmm. the, they needed to keep growing they needed you know ten, 10 graphic designers that can do a certain type of work or you know whatever the case may be but just be, just due to the size of our province and it you know it's gotten bigger every year for the last decade but at a certain point you just you run out of people that can do the work is that is that one of the biggest barriers, or I know, yeah, and skilled or is that a concern s- for you guys at all?
1: Skilled labor is, yeah, is always a concern, and it's, um, you know, it's something that kind of just needs to be cultivated over time. But you know, I'm definitely of the belief that, um, you know, and, and passionate about saying that there's no shortage of skilled, talented people in Saskatchewan. I think a little bit of the shift that maybe needs to occur, um, kind of from a tech industry perspective, is we need to unlock some of these people um, who maybe in more established kind of corporate jobs um you know certainly we we're blessed to have you know crown great crown corporations here in the province that hire you know that hire really smart people to do really good work um but sometimes it can be difficult to kind of peel someone away from a fr- away. from a, a corporate job maybe that yeah. you know that obviously pays pretty well and has good benefits and you know provides a comfortable. comfortable quality of yeah. life yeah. um so I think that's kind of what we've seen a little bit with this audacity movement in, in Regina um, and kind of across the province is to get, you know, whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you're, um, you know, you're working somewhere, can you think like an entrepreneur? Can you be entrepreneurial in whatever you're doing? So I think it's it's a little bit of that trying to, um, you know, kind of try and, and, and paint a picture and celebrate entrepreneurship a little bit and, and celebrate, you know, those who are kind of taking a, a pretty bold leap um in a lot of cases, right? Maybe leaving the the comfort of a of a kind of stable job to say SaaS,
0: can tell us power type uh, thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Can
1: can I, you know, can I go and create something new or do something on my own? And I think yeah. people are maybe starting to think about that a little bit more now, but I think perhaps historically here, um, you know, that's that hasn't necessarily been the mindset. We haven't been churning um, turning people out of universities or SAS poly that are thinking I'm going to, I'm going to get my, you know, my degree or my diploma, and then I'm going to start a business. It's usually, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to yeah. get my education and then someone's going to hire me, um, th- which is, you know, obviously you need a, you need both sides of that coin, but yeah. the more we're able to kind of have people thinking about that, um, that's what's going to help.
0: I, th- and I And I think that they are thinking about it now. I, th- I, my sense is that, um, and I don't know what drives it. Maybe, maybe it's just, more independence or you know whatever the case may be but i i do think more younger people are that's what they want to do yeah they want it. they want to do the school thing and then be an entrepreneur or, or or work with other entrepreneurs on cool projects like right you know like what you guys are doing yeah
1: and i think that's a big thing is to create those opportunities for people to meet each other um you know no one usually has you know, a whole company down, you know, to start a company or to start a project, even it's, you usually need people with kind of varied skill sets and to create opportunities for those types of people to find each other. um, That can be pretty exciting. Yeah.
0: Let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for this episode, 306 Media and Communications. 306 Media and Communications helps businesses and organizations with any help that they may need with public relations social media advertising, and communications. Uh, If you need help with social media ads, like on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter or Snapchat. If you need media relations and media training help to get ready to talk to a local reporter. If something has happened in, in your organization and you need some issues or crisis management help. If you're getting ready to start a campaign, whether that be a political campaign, or some kind of advertising campaign and need to figure out your messaging for it, or if you need some writing services like speech writing or press releases or blog articles, 306 Media Communications can help you. For more information, contact by email at info at 306media.ca, or visit the website, www.306media.ca, or by calling Three zero six five two seven one nine one four. Now let's get back to the episode. We talked lots about Krugo and about tech stuff. So we're Let's talk about you now, sure. a little bit. <laughs> All right, hardest, hardest, stuff, hardest, yeah. hardest part of the of the interview. <laughs> so you're from Regina, right? Born? I grew up in Jaw, actually, uh-huh. from from Jaw, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so what was life like in Musha? I I don't think I've talked to anyone on the. On the podcast, no yet, the, the Moose Javians yet. Yeah, All right, Moose Javian, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in uh, grew up in Moose Jaw, and uh, where'd you go to high school? I went to high school at Central Collegiate, yeah, in Moose Jaw, right? Yeah, um, so, so
0: Central Vanier and then Peacock, right? And Riverview, yeah. Oh yeah, fourth, Riverview, yeah, yeah. Kind of a P- it's people a don't know Riverview, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you what know, did your parents do? My mom and dad are both high school teacher. We're high school teachers, I guess, retired now, um, yeah. and then have an older brother, uh, Kent. So, um, Kent and Kirk. Kent and Kirk. Yeah, okay. two K's. Um, did your
0: uh, did your parents teach you guys?
1: Never. No. I think when my dad retired, he he was a substitute teacher for a little bit, and he, he subbed in my at my high school in one of my classes, which was kind of a fun adventure. I think he he preferred to. <laughs> ignore that i was even in that class or he yeah. tried not to acknowledge me but i being a being a high school kid i i made everyone i made it known and probably made it a little bit difficult for him so. yeah
0: yeah a couple of my uh classmates in high school they their parents were teachers like full-time teachers at our high school oh, okay. and i yeah. always thought that that was such a weird thing and they like and they taught
1: They taught that. Yeah, my mom. My mom taught in my high school. So you know, grade nine, grade ten was getting getting a ride to school with mom because that just made sense. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so then you and then you moved to Regina to go to to go to school yeah so I moved to Regina Killed when
1: I was 18 school uh, business? yeah and I, I went right into <clears throat> to the business faculty at the U of R um, and then kind of completed my degree program in, in four years um, so I was you know kind of been in Regina since the time I was 18 um, and then kind of worked in a number of kind of summer jobs, uh, some stuff for the government bartended throughout university mm-hmm. and then Where? where'd you bartend? bartend I was at Boston pizza South, the BP South. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like
0: on Gordon there. on Gordon road. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, fun times and, you know, met, met some good friends working there and, uh, a lot of late nights. Um, but yeah, help pay, the, help pay the bills for sure. And, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of, after I was finished my degree program, um, I started working with a firm called Conroy Ross Partners. Wait a minute. Let's go back. Sure. So you,
0: you did JDC West and all that stuff when you were, I did. Yeah. yeah. So I was
1: involved with the business student society yeah. and then, uh, participated in the, in the JDC West, um, program.
0: Yeah. Um, That's people. I've got a few friends that, that were in business and they like, that was one of the, one of the biggest, most exciting parts of their, of their college careers was doing the, doing the JDC West, case competition stuff and for sure i don't yeah. even think that they were that excited about the case competition <laughs> stuff so much as the, the socializing the, the social- that goes along with it yeah, yeah. Uh, partying mostly yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so
1: yeah did a little bit of that uh, in university for sure
0: so okay so then you you did that and then sort of yeah I, and then i, I was, cut you off
1: uh, that. i was to uh to a firm called Connor Ross Partners. So um, they've now been uh, acquired by another company, but uh, I worked in their management consulting practice. Yeah. So
0: So is this the talent management uh, firm? Yeah, so they're now Optimum uh, Talent. Talent. They're now part
1: of Optimum Talent. So Um,
0: are... Is that a headhunting firm mostly? Or? Yeah, so Connor Ross and uh, okay.
1: Optimum Talent, they do kind of um, talent management. Yeah, so a lot of executive search. Um, when I was with Connor Ross, they were about 80% executive search, kind of across a Western Canadian footprint, um, headquartered in Calgary, did a lot of work in, in the energy sector, mm-hmm. uh, but also had 20% of the firm, which was also management consulting. So we did strategic planning, um, executive kind of leadership performance evaluation. Um you know, facilitation, that type of stuff. So worked worked there for a couple of years uh doing yeah. that type of work. Did you like that? I did, yeah. It was you know it was project based work and
0: Did you travel once
1: for uh lot, lot to Edmonton, yeah, oh, yeah, but uh not not. Is really. that where they're where we they had an of office, office there oh, and okay. then we just kinda had some big consulting projects on the go there. Um so I w- I would spend um, you know, a couple weeks there at a time and and kind of working there, which was, it was okay. I like, you know, like Edmonton and my brother's there. So that was, oh, that he? was good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I did that for a couple of years. And then uh, when is, I...
0: Kate, okay, Is your brother Kent Morrison? My brother's Kent Morrison. The,
1: the global? Yeah. So he's with global, oh. formerly with Global Regina. And then he's it with Global... It all makes sense at, at now.
0: It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I was, Kate okay, Because you said Kent Morrison, I thought... Okay, that I know that name. And yeah, yeah, one of the one of the legendary morning <laughs> global morning guys.
1: Oh, don't let him hear that you he said <laughs> that, yeah. It goes straight to his head. But yeah, so he uh you know he's been in Edmonton, I guess he's been in Edmonton four or five years now. He's yeah. with Global Edmonton yeah. and he's still still doing the morning thing. He hosts the weekend
0: morning show up in yeah. Edmonton. So Oh yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then and then you went to Economic Development Regina. That's right. Yeah. So I was at EDR
1: um, for a couple of years. After that,
0: can you uh, can you just talk uh, briefly, Kirk, ab- about what that is? It, and the reason I ask is, um, I actually don't know. Is it a branch of the city of Regina? So
1: EDR is a independent, not-for-profit, um, and the city of Regina is the, sh- the share sole, sh- sh- sole shareholder of yeah. that organization. Um, but EDR kind of functions on its own and has a number of private sector partners as well. Um, but basically, they're kind of tasked with, um, you know, s- supporting and championing the economic growth of the region. Um, yeah. So what, in effect, that EDR actually does is, is quite varied. There's lots of different kind of facets of, of what EDR provides. Um they run tourism Regina that's a branch of EDR um, oh, okay. so if anyone's ever kind of encountered anything from tourism Regina the yeah. services that they provide that's managed by EDR so uh, my my role that I was brought to EDR for was actually around major events so I worked um, w- at EDR and in a partnership with the Regina Hotel Association and our work was all around attracting large events and conventions to Regina so yeah um, worked on the bid projects for the briar that was here in 2018 um, worked a little bit with the Memorial Cup organizing mm-hmm. committee as part of their bid. Um, yeah, there was a Skate Canada was, International. Um, the, the women's golf. The, the women's the golf CP was a big one. Yeah, that was, a, that was a huge project that EER, yeah. um and a number of partners, the city, the Hotel Association Tourism of Saskatchewan worked on that project yeah. for, for years um, to really advocate Regina and Saskatchewan as a destination and then ultimately were successful with that being the first Um kind of pro women's uh, tour event hosted in the province ever.
0: Yeah, Reginas had a had a number of those of those big events it's like yeah like I mean you just listed three or four in the last year really for
1: sure and then you know there was the women's basketball championships at the U of R, yes. uh, kind of in that span as well skate Can international last fall so it really was kind of a, a you know a really big year and then I guess also to the uh, Congress for humanities that the U of R hosted so a big yeah, not not yeah, so yeah, much of yeah, a public yeah. facing yeah. event but yeah, uh, a ton of th- people. thousands of people coming That's into right. the city for that event yeah. so that was that was a couple months back that was right? a, yeah it was in Kind of around the Memorial Cup in May. That's right, um, that's right. But yeah, really, so the EDR's role in that is that obviously when these events happen, they bring in a lot of people from from across the country and, and oftentimes abroad as well. So it yeah. uh, certainly has an economic impact in the city in terms of people staying at hotels, going to restaurants, experiencing our city in a positive light. Experience so, Regina. <laughs> experience Regina, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to make you sing the song. Uh, yeah, don't worry. You don't don't hear worry. Me sing, so, uh,
0: and and then you went from there to your current role with with Krugo. So, um, where do you think Regina is at right now? Like you, like you talked a little bit about it. There's it seems to be this entrepreneurial movement thing going on. Um, the economy is down a, a little bit in the in the last couple of years, just mm-hmm. just because of the resource um, sector. You know, the prices there, but. Um, I guess what do you see the next couple of years looking like for for Regina and and I guess for for the business community here? Yeah, which uh, of which you're you're a, you're part, of, a yeah. part of? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, like you said, some of those kind of macro economic effects. Um, you know, there's not really a whole lot of control that anybody has over those types of things, and, and obviously our economy will will stay tied to a lot of those things. But you know what what the opportunity that we do have. Um, And what we do have control over is, is kind of that entrepreneurial piece. Can we, can we think a little bit differently? Can we, can we kick our way into some industries maybe that Saskatchewan hasn't traditionally been a leader in?
0: Um,
1: I think if you look at what's happening uh, in Calgary right now, you know, they're, they're, putting huge dollars and time and attention into saying, okay, what is the, what is the economy of tomorrow look like for a place like Calgary that, Mm -hmm. you know, benefited greatly, um, kind of like Saskatchewan, you know, the resource economy yeah. um but kind of understanding what does that next chapter look like and and really entrepreneurship is the way to kind of pave yourself forward and say you know what is the next thing that we can we can be a leader in and it could be lots of different things um but it it, it kind of goes back again to that entrepreneurial drive and wanting to be uh you know a, a province and a, and a city that you know is bold and, and kind of advances new industries and new ideas mm-hmm.
0: so I think it's, and I, yeah, I think you're right. I think Regina and, and the province, I think they're, I think they're ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think, I think people are seeing companies like yours and, and, you know, the ones in Saskatoon doing cool tech things. And, uh, I, I feel like everyone's going, yeah, we, we can do this now. Mm-hmm. We we have the people that are, that are ready to do it and, and, uh, and we're going to do it. So, uh, last question Big Brothers is a big part of your life, I know. For sure, yeah. Uh, you're the you're the board chair of Big Brothers in Regina. That's correct, and, yeah. And you've been. Uh Been a big, I guess. I yeah, had uh, for a while.
1: Two, two little brothers in the program for a number of years, and actually, just kind of, we've ended our formal match through the program. Just now, they're in high school, and okay, you know they're they're doing they're doing well, and we still see each other from time to time. We still definitely get together more as more as friends than kind of formal matches in the program. That's cool. That's um, good. You know, it's a fabulous program has huge benefits um, you know from my experience from a board perspective but also more so just as a participant in the program I can't say enough about it um, you know we're always we're always trying to promote and advocate for people to get involved it's you know might seem like a big commitment on the surface but you know an hour a week um, yeah. can can go a long way yeah. um, for a lot of a lot of kids in the in the city who maybe don't have um, you know enough of that positive
0: adult role model um that they might be looking for so sure yeah um well Kirk Morrison thank you very much for doing this yeah uh yeah i think krugo is going to be a great thing and beyond that you and and your team are doing great great things for the for this city and and uh yeah so thanks thanks very much for doing this yeah no thank you this is a, this is a lot of fun great that's it for this episode of the talking 306 podcast Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Talking 306 podcast on Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on social media as well. Talking 306 is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Theme music for the Talking 306 podcast is by Saskatoon artist, Maybe Smith with a song that I think is very fitting for Saskatchewan called You Would Never Survive the Winters in This Province. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.